Well, hello there, each and every one of you. This is Tony Henderson Mayers, television, radio, relationship expert, author, and entrepreneur, known as Wise Courtship all over social media because of my book with a three-step system that will help you determine the true character and the true intent of your love interest. Wise Courtship is not just a book. It's wisdom. It's guidance. It's what I call the wise courtship philosophy. So anytime you come on this broadcast, anytime you see me on television, hear me on the radio, watch me on stage, or even get my book, you just subscribe to the wise courtship philosophy. Ah, shucks. Hello, my name is Tony Henderson Mayers. I'm a television, radio, relationship expert, author, and entrepreneur known as Wise Courtship all over social media because of my book with a three-step system that will help you determine the true character and the true intent of your love interest. Wise Courtship is not just a book, it's wisdom, it's guidance. It's what I call the Wise Courtship philosophy. So anytime you come on this broadcast, anytime you see me on television, hear me on the radio, watch me on stage, or even get my book, you just subscribe to the Wise Courtship philosophy. And all the philosophy is, is individuals who are committed to having whole relationships in their romances, in their families, in their friendships, and even in their businesses. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you guys who are watching me on Spotify and you're listening to me on so many other podcast platforms. And if you wanna see me and you don't have Spotify, check me out on my YouTube channel at bit.ly forward slash Tony Tube. Both the T's are capitalized. The rest are lowercase, T-O-N-I-T-U-B-E. Uh, what else? I wanna thank also... Matthew Evans, um, known on Instagram as at vocal 2011 and um, Sean Mayers known on Instagram as at hijack H I I dot J A dot C K on Instagram um, for the music of my theme song for the podcast. Okay. want to thank them so much for that. And, you know, guys, I missed you. I think I missed you a whole week on a, a broadcast uh, that you may not have seen go up unless you were on my social media uh, channels, which is Instagram, Twitter. Um, let's see, as Tony Henderson Mayers, I'm on YouTube, LinkedIn, and Facebook. And um, as Wise Courtship, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, um, of course, YouTube, but I'm on the Tony Henderson Mayors. Um, Instagram, um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, and all of the podcasts, right? As Wise Courtship. So make sure you check me out, guys. Uh, sorry for that little delay. But I was away. I was filming. As many of you guys know, I do film. I have own businesses and different things like that. And so we really went longer then, which that's filming, but we went longer than planned. And so um, I didn't get a chance to upload some new things. And also my husband uh, ended up having surgery and whatnot. And so it was a lot of unexpected things. And even though I put like four weeks in advance, a lot of my material, um, it quickly ate up because of just life events happening. But with all that being said, welcome back. Welcome back. Of course, I have some things here for you uh, for this um, 
this show today, as well as the next one, I'm going to be answering some questions, which we call love letters. And if you want to send a love letter to me, email me at info, I-N-F-O, at wisecourtship.com, I-N-F-O, at wisecourtship.com, and we will read your relationship question on the air. You can leave your real name, or you don't have to, it could be anonymous, honey. It could be completely anonymous. And make sure you tune in so you will get the answer to your question. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to go ahead and open up a love letter, which I have right here. And I'm going to put on these uh, spectacles, honey, so I can read it. All right. Well, actually, I think I can read it already. I'll just get up a little closer. Here's the letter. You ready? It says, Derek and I, dear wise courtship, Derek and I have been together since high school and have maintained a very good relationship. I'm not sure why it bothers me so much, but uh, that he, I'm not sure why it bothers me so much that he refuses to let me see his text messages or emails. I don't think he's cheating, but my intuition is sending me warning signals that this can't be good. Should I be concerned and should I confront him? Wow. Should I be concerned or should I confront it? Well, the first thing I want to recognize here is that uh, you and Derek have been together since high school, you know, and one thing I will say, there's a couple of things I want to say about that is that one, you should know him by now. You know, you're not going to know everything about a person. God knows you're not. You don't even know everything about yourself, but you should have a better understanding of this person. Um, and there should have been a level of trust that you have uh, at this moment. I'm thinking about the people that I've known from high school. Of course, we can't always equate relationships like that. My high school friends and I, we are extremely close. Um, and we don't even see each other every day. But then there's a couple of high school people that I'm still extremely close with to this day. Talk to them um, almost every day and all that type of thing. And there should be some things that you know about them. Um, so that's really kind of concerning um, when you've known somebody that long and yet you're still, you're having a certain amount of not sure what they're up to type thing. Does that make any sense? I mean, I think that um, we have to get, now, now keep in mind, you guys were young. So there's some things you don't learn until you get older, but I just want to say for the ones who are a little more seasoned, that we have to get to the point that we really start to get to know one another um, so that we won't have these kind of feelings of what are you doing? What are you hiding? Matter of fact, that's what we're talking about today. What are they hiding? Okay. That's what we're talking about on today. So let's get back to the letter. I'm going to be flipping back and forth here. Let me um, put my thing on here so it'd be easier for me to flip back and forth to this letter. Oh, now it's not easy. <laughs> now it's not easy. So let me close that. Okay, so let's get back to this letter. You've known him since high school and you've maintained a good relationship, a very good relationship. So this is what the, where it's starting to bother me a, a, a little bit. Because you, if you maintain a very good relationship, then you go into... I'm not sure why it bothers me so much that he refuses to let me see his text messages or emails. I think that you have to be a little more clearer why it bothers you. You know, 
Is it because um, you have certain standards uh, with trust and being open, you know, uh, if you have certain expectations, I think, I think we want to be clear about not that we're trying to control people. I'm going to get into that in a moment. And y'all know I break these letters down because there's so much to consider and there's so many layers to relationships. And, and with all the layers that we have with relationships, a lot of times we don't even get to the first layer. Okay. So we have to start thinking more deeply. Remember we're PhD thinkers. So we're going to have to start thinking much more deeper in the area of relationships. It requires that. And um, when you're not too sure, now you said this out your mouth that you're not too sure why it bothers you, but wouldn't it be better if you knew exactly why it bothered you? And that indicates to me that there's some personal work that you may need to be doing with yourself, you know, emotionally, uh, possibly some things that possibly happened in your childhood, your family, uh, maybe realistic or unrealistic expectations. You should be really, really clear why it bothers you. Okay. You've known this person since high school, which means you're older than high school. That means you, you've been with them for a while, um, but you have a little bit of age on you. So with age, maturity should increase. It doesn't always do that, but it should, honey. Mm -hmm. And so I think that we're going to have to really um, dig in deeper with that. Why does it bother you? You know how we used to tell children that, to use their words? You know, like if a child gets frustrated, they'll hit the, another child or throw something. And we say, no, Johnny, I need for you to use, or Jamil, I need for you to use your words, okay? And so you have to use your words here. Why does it bother you? Why, why is it getting, you know, moving you the wrong way? Maybe it is an intuition thing. Maybe it is a warning sign, I believe, from God that's telling you, you know, I say believe from God, I'm not saying this is. But I mean, I believe in God. So, you know, maybe it's a warning sign or maybe it bothers you because you are controlling. But you have to sit down and really ask yourself the question. You know, nobody else can answer this question. I can't even answer that particular question for you. You have to figure it out yourself. Why does it bother me? And um, sometimes I think things bother us. And it's far easier to lash out and be upset or be suspicious or be worried or be angry or be sad. It's easier to do that than to face um, and own up to why it bothers us. Because sometimes when we own up to it, we find out that it's real silly or we're being really controlling or we're being really petty. You know what I'm saying? And we'll get into, we get into what he's doing and all of that, but I just wanted to break these, these letters down some, because I want us to really start thinking through our relationship issues, our, our, our way we go about relationships, our thought processes. I want us to start really thinking through those things. And so if you're not too sure why it bothers you, then that means you need to step back and you need to reevaluate yourself and what you're thinking and what you're feeling before you go further in having any kind of conversation with this person or start any conflict, you need to step back. Has anybody ever done this before where, you know, something rubbed you the wrong way, you were upset or whatever, and you were smart enough to like step back for a moment and think about it. And then you finally realize 
that's on you, boo. Like nobody's really said anything to you. Nobody, you know, started, nobody said anything about your mama. So this is no reason for you to be going in all balled up because I'm going to tell you something, especially our ladies, some of the conflict is here. Some of the conflict is not out here. It's not what's being done. Some is what you conjure in your mind. But I just wanted to go there so that we can we can start thinking through these things a lot better. Um, and so you say, I'm not sure why it bothers me so much that he refuses to let me see his text messages or emails. Now I'm going to really flip flop on this and I'm not flip flopping because I don't know what I feel. I'm flip flopping because I want to teach and I want to get you to think through these things. I don't know why it bothers me so much that he refuses to show me his email for his text. First, first, why should he have to show you his emails and texts? This is private information, okay? This is something that's his. And I know somebody's like, well, they ought to show you and they ought to be transparent. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. Trust and believe we're going to get to that. But my thing is, is that it's almost a demand. Now, you, you, all you be honest now, forget about the other person. Let's just think about you now. Would you want somebody to demand that you show them your emails and texts? Well, I ain't say demand up there. Well, when you go back and you read the letter, you get the energy. It says, I'm not sure why it bothers me so much that he refuses to let me see his texts or emails, okay? No one has to do what you want them to do. No one has to do it. When people do it, they do it out of love or maybe they were coerced or whatever, but that's their, still their decision, to do it, but no one has to do that. And the very fact that you feel like they have to show you your emails and texts after you've been with this person since high school or you've known them since high school tells me that you either didn't do the work or you have trust issues yourself. Because listen, I just want to say this for the people who don't get it. It can look like somebody's doing something and they may not be doing anything at all, okay? It could look like the person is giving you a hard time, but you could be the problem that's giving the hard time, okay? It could seem like they're the problem, but you could, in fact, be the problem. So it's always two sides to a story, and somewhere in there is the truth. Somewhere in the middle is the truth. And so no one has to, just because you want to see somebody's emails and texts, they don't have to show you that. They don't have to show you that. But what I want us to do is to start looking at ourselves and stop looking at the, what the other person is doing. Once we completely look at ourselves, then you can say, okay, I've cleaned house here. I've taken an inventory with myself and this is all in check. And now that this is all in check, I can look at what you're doing and say, mm, that's not what I want. Okay. Mm. But you know what? I'm still not the person that's going to make you show me emails and texts. The very fact that I feel suspicious is the very fact that says this relationship is over. I need to walk. Okay. Because if you've known this person since high school and you don't know them better than that. Now, don't get me wrong. There's people that you swear, you know, and oh my goodness, this is why we got wise courtship to teach you 
how to find out about people. And then sometimes people fool everybody, but if they fool you, let it be that they fooled you, they fooled your pastor, they fooled your mother, they fooled your cousin, they fooled your um, your, your, your cheering, they fooled, fooled everybody, the grocery man, they fooled everybody, okay? And so and what I'm saying is you do your job. And if you get fooled, everybody got fooled. This person was a professional con person, okay? But basically, if you've known this person since high school, where have, where's the trust? Where's the trust? I'm not the type of person, and there's a lot of the women who will vouch for you, a lot of men who will vouch and say, I don't spend my time wondering what you're doing on your emails and texts. You could be texting right next to me, and I'm not even thinking about that. I'm not thinking about that. Listen, you might say, oh, well, you know, you, you're gullible, you're whatever, but I haven't had that problem either. Because see, trust begets trust. And if you do the wise courtship work up front, you are less likely to be caught in that vacuum of I keep being with people that I got to look over their shoulder. Because even if you do find out, you, they show you the text. Are you, ready to, are you ready to deal with what you may find? See, I would be ready to deal with what I find. Okay, because I'd be like, okay, well, right, that's not pleasing. Bye. <laughs> okay. But are you ready to deal with what you find? But I want you to think about that. It's possible that the person could be doing something, but it's also possible that you could be controlling. And it's also possible that you're not doing your work because relationships shouldn't be that I got to monitor your text and your emails. I should be able to go throughout life without having any thought that you are doing something else because I picked the best way I could, okay? And if it falls apart from there, you have at least the assurance that you did as much of the work as you could up front. And so I want you to think about that because very often people can be very controlling. I need to see your emails and I need to see your texts and I need to, and that alone will break your relationship up, okay? Um, it's, then you go on to say, I don't think he's cheating, but my intuition is sending me warning signals that he can't be good. So why would you want to see the, the text if you don't think he's cheating? If you don't think he's cheating, I wouldn't even be asking about the text at all or the emails. Now, in your favor, because I know some people are like, wow, you're being really hard on them. I'm not trying to be hard on them. What I'm trying to do is flesh out things. I try to get all of us to do that. Say, let's look at us. Is there something in me that will trigger certain things and make me see stuff that's not there? You know what I'm saying? Or make me, you know, come up with problems that are not there. Okay. That's all I'm trying to do. I'm not saying that there's not a problem because now I'm going to say, um, when she says, I don't think he's cheating, but my intuition is sending me warning signals that, that, that this can't be good. I'm going to agree with you when you're getting warning signals, you know, that's your body's way of like, you know, and women have great intuition of saying something is wrong here. Because to me, there is something wrong when somebody flatly refuses to show you their emails and texts. But also there's something wrong that if you didn't have that type of trust from the beginning, like that part disturbs me more than the emails and texts. The fact that you couldn't lay and relax and because everybody who has a cell phone pretty much emails and texts. 
many people email and text with you sitting right there. Am I not right about that? So when you're sitting there and your girlfriend texts, meaning women to women, like, you know, just pals, a lot of times you're not even thinking about it. And if your brother is sitting around next to you, you don't think about it, your mother or whatever. It's only sometimes when we get with partners, we start being concerned. So that means it could be an insecurity within ourselves, but it also could mean that they are doing something. But the greater picture here is not to go tit for tat, trying to find out what's on the text. The thing is we need to focus on Do you have a person who's cheating on you, who's hiding things from you? Do you have someone that you can trust? And why can't you trust them? Can you not trust them because you're insecure? Or can you not trust them because they really can't be trusted? And that's what you want to focus on. Um, And so when you get into saying you're getting warning signals, very often those warning signals are telling you something that was already there that you might have stepped by or ignored previously. And so if you're getting those warning signs, mm, you might be right about something. And what I would want to be doing is, you know, having a sit down conversation, not an accusatory, but more of a conversation like, you know, when you text, I'm starting to feel like blah, 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 okay? But I I know that you're going to have to come up with the words of how you feel because you said in here you don't think they're cheating. But you think that this situation is not good by your intuition. Okay, so you got to come up with more clarity on why it bothers you, what you think is going on, and how you actually feel about it. Um, And you say, should I be concerned and should I confront him? I think it's and confront is always a word that has a bad connotation. Um, But confronting, or I would say sit down with him and discuss it because confronting means that you're the mother and they're the little boy, they're the little child. I think the word is, uh, should I be concerned and should I have a conversation? Um, I would be concerned more with... um, the confusion or the inability to be open, you know, like, yeah, okay, this is person I'm texting or whatever. But in one way, I can kind of see this person not wanting to show the text. And, and let me tell you why. No one likes to be interrogated. You know what I'm saying? Nobody likes to be confronted, as you say. No one wants to be, what are you doing? And why are you doing that? And how come, you know, and why won't you show me and show me now? And no one wants to be treated that way. So I can kind of see the refusing. I think what's the deeper problem is why isn't there trust there? Why aren't you comfortable? Why, if this person you've known since high school suddenly is not trustworthy, There's something there and you do need to sit down and discuss it, not confront them, but sit down and discuss it. And I think the discussion would go a lot better if you know why you feel uncomfortable, if you know why, you know, it makes you feel some kind of way, if you know why um, it bothers you, right? I think if you could come up with those 
reasons why you will be able to sit down and articulate in a very adult way that this makes me uncomfortable because can you tell me, um, you know, can we discuss why I'm feeling this way? And um, what do you think about the whole situation? Okay. Um, and I think that's it. I got to go. I mean, I ain't staying too long today. I still got a whole lot of stuff going on. But you can visit me on the web at www.wisecourtship.com. I'm on social media just about everywhere as um, at Wise Courtship or Tony Henderson Mayers. All you have to do is Google me. Just know that I love you guys and there's nothing you can do about it. And remember, I help you detect a lover worth living with. Bye. Hello, this is Tony Henderson Mayer's television, radio, relationship expert, author, and entrepreneur known as Wise Courtship all over social media because of my book with a three-step system that will help you determine the true character and the true intent of your love interests. Wise Courtship is not just a book, it's wisdom, it's guidance. It's what I call the Wise Courtship philosophy. So anytime you come on this broadcast, anytime you see me on television, hear me on the radio, watch me on stage, or even get my book, you just subscribe to the Wise Courtship philosophy. And all the philosophy is, is individuals who are committed to having whole relationships in their romances, their families, their friendships, and even in their businesses. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, I'm so glad to be back. I've had a lot of things going on. I want to, um, first of all, uh, say that I'm glad to be here on podcast land and being seen on Spotify. And of course, if you can't see me on Spotify and you can only hear me on your podcast, you can go to my YouTube channel at bit.ly forward slash Tony Tube, T-O-N-I-T-U-B-E. Both the T's are capitalized and the rest of the letters are lowercase. And you can see me there. And you can also visit me on social media. I'm as at Wise Courtship on most social media channels, or I'm as Tony Henderson Mayers, okay? Um, and you can visit me on my website, which is www.wisecourtship.com. Um, and thank you to uh, Matthew Evans, known as at Vocal. 2011 on Instagram and Sean Mayers known as hijack on Instagram. It's at H I I dot J A dot C K on Instagram. And I want to thank them for my theme song that you can only hear on um, my podcast. Okay. All right. With all of that being said, we're going to talk about today. Is my partner really a believer? Is my partner really a believer? And I have a love letter to read to you. And many of you who listen to me know that the love letter means I'm reading your relationship questions. And you can send your relationship questions to info at wisecourtship.com. That's I-N-F-O, the at symbol, W-I-S-E-C-O-U-R-T-S-H-I-P.com. And so I'm so excited to read this letter to you. I'm going to try to read it on my screen. Mm -hmm. 
and we're going to get into it. Okay. It says, I have been dating this guy seriously for a year. We have talked about marriage and we were even looking at rings due to certain recent events. I have come to realize that my hope for his Christianity to grow stronger is probably never going to happen. I love this man with all my heart, but I also need a husband who will pray with me, have a heart for God, who will want to go to church and make decisions by praying and learning on God. We have talked about this uh, and what my needs are, but he's not sure if he will get there. Do I hold on and hope through my actions and life? He will learn how to walk with God fully, or should I let him go and try to find someone else? Wow. Mm-mm-mm. This one's going to be good because you're not going to want, look, you're not going to want to walk away. I'm going to give you a little bit, go get something to drink, go get something to eat. We're about to dig deep into this one. And I'm really excited about this. I don't get these kind of questions often. I am a Christian myself. Many of you know that. Um, but oh, some of y'all just got scared, didn't you? Oh my gosh. Really? Don't be so prejudiced. Good grief. All of us are not the same, honey. So you, I would like for you to give me a chance if you knew, because people will turn you off, click, 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 boom. And you don't even know me from a can of paint. All right, I'm here to help you. Remember, I'm here to help you. All right. <laughs> so just relax. All right. We in here for the long haul. But I think we can learn something from this. Even if you're not a Christian, put your faith in that box okay so christianity islam buddhist hindu i mean whatever just put catholic put yours and jehovah witness seven day event put yours in it church of god and christ put your religion in it or put your expectations in here i think there's something you're going to learn from this even if you're not religious whatsoever. You know, I'm the type of person, I feel like I can learn something from every scenario. But you know, there's some people who are not grown up enough. If they hear something they don't like, they out. You can learn something from every situation. Actually, that's what makes you strong. You don't have to make the same mistakes. You could just look at people's lives, honey, and learn a great lesson of what to do and what not to do. Mm-hmm. Can I get an amen on that? Oh, yeah. So anyway, let's get into this letter. I've been dating this guy seriously for a year. And, you know, this is why dating is so important, guys, because dating is not just no food and sex. And that's what we boiled it down to, especially in the United States of America, honey. I mean, it's like you feed this woman, you expect she's going to give you sex. Some people only come for the sex. Some people only come for the food. But you ought to be getting to know the person to see if this is somebody you want to spend your life with. Okay. So you've been dating him seriously for a year. He says, we've talked about marriage and we were looking at rings. Now here is the problem. Don't you dare look at no rings, honey. Unless first of all, you go through the wise courtship system. It's a three-step system. That's going to help you determine the true character and true intent of your love interest. You, even in Christianity, this is the mistake Christians make and probably anybody in religious nations. I've been asked to speak in a mosque and all of that um, for other religions. Okay. Because they have similar ways they go about with people meeting partners. But this is the problem that we have. We feel like the person believes like we do on the surface. And the first thing we want to do is drag them down the aisle. 
right? But just because we're both Christians don't mean that we're still compatible. Hello, I said something good right there. Just because we're both Christians does not mean we are compatible. You can both be Islamic. You both can be Hindu, Buddhist. That doesn't mean that you're compatible. It means that you believe the same thing, but even saying that you believe the same thing, that has many layers to it. Okay, some of us are deeper in it than others. And so we say in Christianity that you should not be unevenly yoked. Okay, uneven. It's got to be even. And evenly yoked does not mean just believer and unbeliever. Okay, it means two believers. Are you on the same level? We cannot walk together unless we agree. We have to be on the same level. That doesn't mean we agree about everything. Don't get it out of context. What it means is that we're basically on the same plane, same mission, same vision. We may be opposites, but we're going in the same direction, okay? Because when you're riding in the car and you're riding beside your uh um, your girl, your mother, or you got a passenger that you take into the airport in your car, y'all may be nothing alike, but you're going in the same direction. Okay. So listen, um, we talked about marriage and we, um, we even looked at rings. And I think that's what people do when they think they want to get married. The first thing they think about is the rings, the dresses, you know, the flower girls, the catering, but no baby. When you're thinking about marriage, the first thing you need to think about is wise courtship. You need to get a book that's going to step you get because it has that three-step system and it's not expensive. And you're going to step through that three-step system because when you're thinking about marriage, what you really should be thinking about is relationship. Are we compatible? You don't start thinking about rings. Okay. Y'all know I'm going to get into this real deep with these letters because you're like, she ain't even asking about the rings and you go in it. Yes. Listen to what I'm saying, because what I'm giving you is wisdom nuggets that is going to really bless you and help you and get you past uh, things that most people get stuck in. Okay. And so then she goes on to say, due to certain recent events, I've come to realize that my hope for his, for his Christianity to go strong is probably never going to happen. Now, I don't know what these recent events is. I don't know if he went to the um, strip club. I don't know if he um, didn't read all of Genesis by her due date. I don't know what he did, okay? Because <laughs> that could mean anything due to re certain recent events. And I'm not trying to make light of it because maybe he punched your mama in the mouth. You know what I'm saying? And now you're like, no, nah, he ain't the Christian that I thought he's going to be. Whatever the case is, I don't have that information. So I'm going to have to move through this as best as, as I can. Okay. And so um, I've come to realize that my hope, hope for his Christianity to grow strong is probably never going to happen. Why are we hoping? Yes, we want to hope and pray for people. That's beautiful. We do need to do that. But when you are trying to connect with a partner for life, you can't be hoping anything. They either got to be there or they're not. Okay. You got to love them where they are, who they are at the moment. And if you can't do that, then they're not the right person for you. Because we don't want to get into trying to change people. And, and then, you know, Christian people, sometimes we can go a little crazy, honey. We'll throw them on the altar, sprinkle them with all this oil and holy water and smack them on the head and make them, you know, spin around in three circles, try to get them where we want them to be. They only need to be what God wants them to be. And everybody's level 
of Christianity is different because we all come into the faith. Now, like I said, insert your own faith. We all come into the faith at different stages and everybody, just like you have a baby, when you have a baby, the baby doesn't come out eating steak. Okay. The baby starts off with milk and has to mature to get to the steak. Okay. Has to mature to be able to walk, has to mature to be able to go to college. You don't just send your baby to college unless they some prodigy or something. Most babies don't come out the womb and go straight to college. So just like we expect them to mature and go through a maturation stage, it's the same thing when it comes to Christianity or faith, any faith that you are involved in, they get in as a babe and they have to mature and they don't mature on your time schedule. Woo. If God doesn't give these individuals time schedules to mature, then who are you? In my he, uh, I kind of realized that my hope, my hope, my, 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 my hope for his Christianity to grow stronger is probably never going to happen. Wow, look, these are some God trips right here. Your hope and probably never will happen. Now you already got, you already got their life wrapped up. Ain't never going to happen, honey. Mm-hmm. You're not God. You don't know what's going to happen, honey. He may, God may come visit him, honey. He'll turn around and have the greatest ministry and everything. And then you would be the one that's more of the neophyte than him. You don't know this. Okay. So this is the danger of getting with people that is not where you want them to be. Cause you're going to try to mold them. You got your own standard. And what standard is this? I mean, let me tell you something. I've been a, I've been a Christian almost as long as I've been living. I joined, I became a Christian when I was young, a child. And my father was a pastor. I'm a spiritual leader. Okay. And when I hear stuff like this, I, it just takes my mind back to people have this perception of what they think a Christian level is for their partners, their families, their friends. Well, the pastor do it like this. And the pastor, generally speaking, is spiritually mature and has worked to that level. And some pastors will tell you, I used to deal drugs or I was, uh, they may have been at church all their lives, but, but they was trying to get away from the church or they never read their Bibles or whatever. They're human beings and they grew to there. That's just common sense. Nobody comes out, like even when you get, you know, a, a doctorate degree, you didn't just get it. You worked for it. You moved your way up. You may, they may not tell you that they went to a community college. They were not college material. And that community college helped them. They took a lot of classes where they didn't get credit. They got zero credit. And then once they passed that class, then they could go and take the actual class where they would get credit because they needed remediation. They may not tell you that. Okay. If you sat down and talked to them, maybe they would share it, but now they got their doctorate degree, but we like to see people's glory without knowing their story. Wow. And I wish that we would grow up from that because what we do is we put people in a box and now we want to make people be mature on our standard and then say, speak into their destiny and say, they may never, wait, let me get it right, to grow strong and it's it's probably never going to happen. Now you can see the future. Now you can propel yourself to the end of the person's life and know whether or not they will ever be mature in Christ. 
There's so many people who are watching me right now said, if she only knew what I was and what God made me to be later, when everybody gave up on me, wow, I'm feeling that right now. I've heard plenty of testimonies where people have turned their back on them because they were robbing and stealing. They were under the influence of drugs. They were doing all this and God cleaned them up and they turned their lives around. Let me tell you, Christianity, darling, is much more than sitting in church and reading Bibles and quoting scriptures. You got to get that thing in you. It's about faith. It's about believing. And it's about having hope and trust and faith in people. Let me, let me get on down. Let me get on down and get to the rest of this. It says, I love this man with all my heart, but I also, do you? Because now when we get this but, that cancels out everything you said before. Because when you love people with all your heart, the Bible says the love covers over a multitude of sins. And I'm not saying that you ought to be with somebody that's doing all kind of this, that, and the other. And anybody who watches my podcast or listens to my podcast, y'all know I come from various angles because there's so many of you guys listening and there's so many lessons I'm giving you on various levels because I'm trying to catch it. I'm trying to catch these different thoughts that are going on while I'm yet speaking. Okay. And so if you really love the person, you are going to be patient. You're going to be kind. You're going to work along with it. And you're going to know that people don't come out perfect, that people have levels to them. You could be at the top of the corporate ladder, honey, but you could be a neophyte. You can be a youngin. You could be green in the spiritual, okay? Wow. I've seen people who, who got all kind of education. And when it comes to relationships, they are babes. And we still have to have patience and love for it all. But if it's not for you, if they're too beneath you, if they're too young, if they're too green in the faith, then you can, you can get out of it. You know, because that's what the dating is about to see if this person is a perfect match. But the worst thing you could do is to stay with them and try to force them to be something that you expect that may not even be the expectation of God. It may be an expectation because you saw that the pastor is here. And so now you think all men ought to be here with the pastor. He ain't no pastor. As far as I know, he may never get to the point where he's grabbing your hands and praying over every little thing. Not that every pastor do that, okay? Because every pastor is different. But you know, there's some people in their Christianity, honey. You, you, and I, like I said, I've been in church a long time, and I've been a Christian a long time, and I love the Lord and have a great relationship and all. But you know, there's some people you go to the grocery store and they squeezing tomatoes, honey. They be done prayed over that tomato, and then when you push the cart down the next aisle, they praying there. See, that'd be unevenly yoked for me. And I've been a Christian a long time. My father was a pastor, but that's unevenly yoked for me because I got to um, go grocery shopping. I got to get out of the store. Okay. I prayed before. All right. I ain't got to be keep praying in between all of that. And don't look, if you're going to get offended, just turn me off because y'all know how I deliver it. I'm going to give some humor with this stuff, but y'all know what I'm talking about. Some things work for others and other things don't work for other people. And I know, I look, I knows I know the Lord and I'm deep into the stuff. Okay. But some of y'all don't go to church every time they open it up. No, you do not. Okay. 
And my husband wasn't one of them type of people. And I was there a lot. All right. But I'd be doggone. I'm going to wrestle him down to the ground. Like you got to come every time they open up the church or you out of here. You know what I'm saying? So you got to figure out what is really important. But if that's important to you, then you can find somebody who going to fit that bill if it's realistic. Okay. Instead of putting the person through, you know, all kind of stuff, you know what I'm saying? Cause you already, I can see, I can sense a little negativity about this person being able to rise to an occasion. Uh, we don't know what people will rise to. We don't, that's why I, I'm, I'm always get a kick out of people who run after stars and kick the, kiss the butt of the president and, you know, you you kissing the ring of people who got money and and then you just kick to the curb people you don't think is worth nothing. You don't know where that person will be in another few years. You may have to come to them asking for a job with your with your hands out and your knees bent. That's why we don't need to treat people any kind of way. Everybody, somebody say it with me. Everybody has value. Mm. Wow, that's a salon moment. That's why I stopped. So you can stop and think about that thing. You don't have the power to speak over somebody else's life that you know for sure they're not going to be anything. Wow. Well, let's, let's proceed. Um, I love this man with all my heart, but I also need a husband who will pray with me, have a heart for God, who will want to go to church and make decisions by praying and leaning on God. I get that. I do. I get that. You know, we want that. We want somebody to pray with us and stuff, but everybody's not going to be, you know, a prayer, a prayer warrior like that. They may pray, but they're not going to be, you know, how some people get up. Ooh, child. Some people get up five in the morning and, you know, I used to kind of be like that, but then when I had my babies and they would be getting out the bed with me and stuff, I don't have time for that. But then some people will pray and breakfast need to be cooked. You know, some women trip up like that. They finally get somebody, but they have an um, three o'clock prayer. And then they'll pray all the way to about eight o'clock and their husband get up. I'm not saying that he can't cook for himself either, but you do have wife duties and wife is, is a ministry. And you done prayed and prayed and breakfast need to be fixed. Come on, y'all. See, see, whenever you get that offended and whenever you start getting all funny acting, you can't be helped. You can't be helped because until people are able to tell you the truth and shame the devil, so you can be real holy and lonely. Because some people don't realize being a wife, being a husband, that's a ministry, honey. And praying is good, but you got to get up off your knees and feed them children. You got to get up off your knees and go pay your mortgage. Okay, you can be praying and be out there on the street. Prayer is good, but everything has a season and everything has a place and we got to use common sense. But I, I get you on this. You want a man who's going to pray with you, have a heart for God. Um, but at the same time, when we get the heart for God, we can't read people's hearts. We can only look at people's actions. Okay. That's all we can do. Who will want to go to church and make decisions by praying and leaning on God. I get that. So if that's what you want, dear one, you should have it. But if he's not showing you that, then you're going to have to move on. You said, we have talked about this and why my needs and what my needs are. Can I stop right there? We have talked about this. First of all, you've talked about this. 
You don't need to talk about it more than three times. You should be able to make a decision after that. After that, you're just a nag. You're just a problem. But here we go. We have talked about this and what my, my needs are. Did you talk about what his needs were too? We talked about what your needs are, but did you talk about what his are too? If that's what y'all going to be a couple, then you need to talk about his needs and you need to talk about your needs. Because if we just talking about your needs, honey, you just trying to control. Okay. We have talked about this and what my needs are, but he's not sure if he will get there. And if he's not sure and you can't love him where he is at this moment, then you need to move on. Because we can't force, we cannot change people. Only God can change the hearts and minds of men. Only God can do that. You cannot do that. You can stand on your head. You can hold your breath till you turn blue. You can, you can um, go to the farthest part of the world, but you can't do that. Only God can change the hearts and minds of men. Do I hold, don't, do I hold on and hope through my actions in life? He will learn how to walk with God fully, or should I let him go and try to find someone else? Okay. First of all, I'm going to answer that, but let me just, let me just address this part. Do I hold on and hope through my actions in life? He will learn how to walk with God fully. Um, now I'm just going to assume that you've seen some stuff that's kind of obvious that he's not walking with God fully. And I'm just going to make the assumption that you are not assuming because, you know, sometimes people will do that too. They'll assume that you're not walking with God fully because they saw a bad day with you. You know what I'm saying? Because see, God forgives all if we ask them, but man, they, we, they remember everything they remember and they, and they got it in mind. You can't possibly be a Christian if you did that. You know what I'm saying? People make mistakes. People make ridiculous mistakes. The same Bible that you read in, what did David do? He did like three levels of mistakes in one like section of the one section of this Bible. He just bloop. You know how sometimes you just sin and you just be rolling with the sin. He rolled with the sin. And yet he still had a connection with God. He asked for forgiveness and he moved on. So we have to like really be kind of careful with that. Okay about whether somebody is fully. Now, if they're constantly doing some stuff, you know, of course, you know, you may be like, um, no, I can't roll with that. All right. Cause I'm on this level and I'm trying to move on and I'm trying to do what's right. I get you. Okay. And the reason why I'm kind of like hitting it from both sides is because sometimes people tell you some stuff, but they're not going to tell you everything that they're being controlling and they got this list and you got to do if you don't do that you're going to hell and all this kind you know all kind of weird stuff that people have in their minds when it comes to religion all right but at the same time they could be a person that totally is right like this person is doing some stuff that mm -mm, and you need to move on but i have a feeling sometimes that is not the latter because when it is the latter where they're doing some stuff that's obvious, you would be gone. 
But when you start hemming and hawing and you're not real sure and stuff, then that means that there's some stuff that you might be adding to the mix that's not necessary. I, I don't want to get into that right now, but y'all know what I'm saying. You know, when people are doing something flat out wrong, you don't have no problem stepping off. See, oh, that's wrong. Uh-uh. I ain't if they're doing something illegal, oh, no, I ain't going to collect with that. I'm out of here. But when you, when you add and stuff, you know, you ain't praying five times a day. You ought to be praying five times a day. You adding that stuff, it ain't even in the Bible. You know what I'm saying? It ain't even necessary. You gonna add that because you that's your definition of holy. Then that's when you say, well, should I be with them or should I leave them? You know, you start getting kind of, but check that, check it. All right, so we're gonna go ahead and answer this question. You know, do I hold on and hope through my actions in life, he will learn how to walk with God fully or should I let him go and try to find someone else? Well, darling, from what you told me, you ought to let him go and find someone else because he has the right to live his life. He has the right to go through his journey with God. And if you can't be by his side and encourage him and navigate through, through with him, then find somebody else. And listen, ain't, no, ain't nobody going to hate on you for that. You know what I'm saying? But the hateration comes when you start forcing him to be something that he's not ready for. And I, I pray that everybody be ready. I pray that everybody be ready, but I can't force everybody to be ready. I can't force it. Look, even with my own children, like as they, they're young adults and one moved out, whatever, he's making his own decision. He pays his own rent. He does his own thing. And I sometimes will remind him and say, hey, well, you know, when you're a Christian, you do such, that, and the other, but I can't sit here and force, force him to do anything. And that's my own child. He's grown. I can't force him to just you. How are you going to take somebody else's child? How are you going to take some, somebody who someone else raised and they got all the way up to an adult and now you want to force them to be something you want, which may be right and it may not be right. So darling, if you have expectations, um, first of all, whether they be right or wrong, you need to move on. But I do encourage you to look at yourself and make sure that's why I added all this extra stuff. And we went in and out with this question because I want you and all the listeners to really look at yourself. And if you don't get anything else out of this broadcast, know that we cannot change anybody. We can't do it. When they become full grown adults, when you got them as a child, you can mold them. You can teach them almost anything and work with them. But honey, once they become adults, you cannot. The only person who can change them is God. And God is such a gentleman that he's not going to be um, forcing you to be a certain way. He'll present himself. He'll show himself. If you ask him to come, he'll, he'll come and show himself, reveal things to you. But um, he's not going to wrestle you down to make you one way or the other. He gives you a free will. Okay. And if God gives free will, who are you not to give somebody else the opportunity to have the freedom to be whoever God has designed them to be? And if they decide to go against God's will, they have the freedom to do that too. It's not a wise choice, choice but it is their choice. Well, I've got to go. 
but I can be visited on the web at www.wisecourtship.com. I'm on social media just about everywhere as Wise Courtship or Tony Henderson Mayers. All you have to do is Google me. Just know that I love you and there's nothing you can do about it. And in this day and age of um, alternative facts, know that I help you detect a love of worth living with. This is Tony Henderson Mayers. And remember, I help you detect a lover worth living with. Bye.